0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Carton Cast. My name is Ben.
1: My name is Zane.
0: And welcome back to another bootlegged segment during our holiday scravaganza where we're looking at another movie that's vaguely holiday themed, but it's it. I mean, nominally, It's right? it's, it's
1: folklore adjacent. It's yeah, like it takes place like parts of it take place during Easter. It's in theory an Easter movie, but that again like all the rest of our movies, means very little.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, in the other holiday-centric stuff, you could at least see that there was some appreciation of the holiday itself, sure. right? Like, even Eight Crazy Nights, like, the, the, the whole Hanukkah meaning bringing people together, blah, 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 family, blah, like, there was something there, right? Right. This one, holiday is just where they happen to be. Like it, it holiday doesn't, there's is no when narrative the magic consequence. of these
1: creatures is strongest
0: <laughs> yeah it's about magic creatures and holiday is just the venue by which they exert it
1: like imagine watching the avengers and the hulk gets like a 20 percent strength increase on his birthday that's kind of what we're <laughs> dealing with
0: here. imagine watching the avengers uh and and classifying that as a shield movie like, like, Captain right. America's shield. Like, the the, I, the article of clothing. I should have chosen any other prop. The Hammer movie. Right. Like, yes, there's Hammer there. And yes, that's how the Avenger articulates sometimes, but it's not really about it.
1: Imagine watching the Avengers, but instead of making a billion dollars, it loses 10, yeah, like, 100 million dollars. Why don't you give us the production
0: history of what we're watching today, which is, I don't know if we already said it, Rise of the Guardians.
1: Rise of the Guardians. um which uh you know that name doesn't really tell you what you're what you're in for. You kind of have to have the plot explained first and then it makes sense. Um, also Rise of pretty audacious. They're expecting a sequel and they're never going to get one.
0: <laughs> what why why does that expect a sequel?
1: Rise of? Like that's the that's a starting Is it? subtitle. Like
0: Batman Begins? mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Um hmm. so Rise of the Guardians I came guess out I don't in-
0: inherently disagree. It just <laughs> uh, it came out in
1: Came out in 2012, and it was produced by DreamWorks. And it was created by William Joyce, a children's book author who also created Roly Poly Oh,
0: Uh, I know that thing.
1: Yeah, I'm familiar with Round. Yeah. The movie was based on a series of stories that he told to his daughter, uh, and then they later were turned into a book series, um, The Guardians of Childhood. And she went on, like, she died at the age of 18 of a brain tumor. And so um, Joyce left his role as director, you know, to, to grieve and to be with his family. Mm-hmm. And his co-director, Peter Ramsey, took over, who went on to direct uh, Into the Spider-Verse or oh. co-direct it. Yep. Very nice. And also Guillermo del Toro was there somewhere uh, in the production staff. It was really? a little unclear. Yeah. Doing doing what precisely? It's it's bad to ask and it's bad to look at him directly.
0: He, like, came up with, like, the Silmarillion of the Man and the Moon and, the, like, the Great Moon Wars and whatnot. And they're just like, easy, Toro. One has to down, assume Toro, this down. was some
1: out, outcropping of Pan's Labyrinth, like, in the suburbs of the <laughs> Labyrinth. Um,
0: so I, the I movie... know you guys like Pan's Labyrinth. How do you feel about Space Labyrinth? <laughs> how do you okay. feel about oh, Santa's boy. Labyrinth? <laughs> well, you know how I feel
1: about Santa's Labyrinth, Zane. Um, the movie made twice its budget. But apparently that did not cover the production and marketing costs, so they actually ended up with a, a huge loss, mm-hmm. and something like 300 people were fired. It sounds oh. like embezzlement to me, but I'm not a movie guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, we made $100 million, but we I spent too much like, on marketing.
0: <laughs> you, you, you see some of the people who were in this movie, and you can kind of see, like, They had a lot of they had some pretty deep pockets that they needed to fill, like Chris Uh Pine, Hugh Jackman, Jude Law, like ridiculous names Mm -hmm. for this movie that never got any kind of attention or acclaim.
1: Sure. Yeah, Uh, they they, they were kind of trying to do that Avengers things, right? They were uh, Avengers
0: for children, as I think the way that some of uh, some of the critics mm -hmm. called it.
1: The timing was not great um, for them. Just because like uh, other movies were kind of eating up all the oxygen at the time, like the the finale of Twilight was around this time, um, I think Avengers was around this time. Like nobody wanted to start a new franchise right now.
0: I don't know how much that explains it. Like I, it, like it's it's not a bad movie, but it doesn't it doesn't have the weight of a Hugh Jackman property right like i think it might have just been the curse of mediocrity it like yeah. it, it's it's fine but it's not so fine as to justify some of the big names and probably a lot of the promotions going mm-hmm. on at the time like it's, it 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 has the feel of like a fire breather with the budget of like 20 fire breathers you know
1: <laughs> oh easily 50 <laughs>
0: Easily fifty fire breathers, but like I, I think it was like maybe batting above its weight class, and so it just like failed to live up to expectations. I don't know if that's necessarily a problem in in how
1: it was marketed. It's just like, if if the marketing cost that much, how come I didn't hear about it until recently? You know, like how come nobody? This is this wasn't on anybody's radar, like. It, it has to be chalked up to just other things that were going on at the time, and could like you say, there that. are big there are big names here. They're not being used to their fullest. Like, yeah, Hugh Jackman's in it, but it's not Jackman forward. You know, it's like he's he's kind of a side character. I, like he's I, not I super know, important.
0: I know that, but and maybe that's why it wasn't super uh, broadly uh, publicized because like it wasn't publicized to us, but we were already outside the the, the demographic sure. by then. I don't know how it was, um, how it was it, it publicized. It does kind of surprise me that it wasn't publicized in a way that we would find out. Because if if any adults <laughs> would find out about it, it'd be us, right? Uh, and I vaguely remember the name of the movie and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And Peter yeah. Peter Ramsey is not like new, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 weird to have this much experienced talent going into a thing that. That uh, that that received so little public oxygen. Sure. Yeah. Like you'd at least expect like everyone comes into it and then just hates on it nonstop. But it just kind of disappeared.
1: Yeah. A- absolutely. Because it's not bad. Like I enjoyed no. it reasonably well. I thought it was competently told, if a little a, bland in the dialogue. But
0: it's a good movie. That yep. is kind of unimpressive on a lot of axes by which you would judge a movie. It does many things good and a few things great, and nothing amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree, and I think, um, you know, I don't know how closely they cleave to the source material, though those children's books. Um, I can imagine this playing a bit better as a children's book like series or like in something in the oral tradition, because it uses characters from the public domain, yeah, um, that are pretty customizable in their interpretation. Yeah, it uh, gives and them they a went, huge purple nurple for this uh, interpretation. Yeah, well, it 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 plays them as if they were the Avengers, right? It, it plays them well what it if Santa was an It plays them as if they hero? were characters from
0: Inside Out, which I swear I will watch at some point. <laughs> yeah, at some point. It's coming,
1: guys. <laughs> we're waiting for them to come out with that sixth emotion DLC.
0: Well, it just it does they they are very characteristic, right? Like, we don't have six movies leading up to the Avengers-style combination of, like, we don't know what not Santa Claus is. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know his character, his backstory. They do a good amount of fleshing him out in the beginning, and then he's just there for one-liners. They don't yeah, have, really, a personality for the Tooth Fairy or the Easter Bunny beyond manic and crotchety Australian. So, it, it's not, it, there's <laughs> yeah. not, there's no depth <laughs> here
1: yes the 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 story focuses on uh Jack Frost it's like a coming of age he's getting inducted into this uh guardian team which sort of uh you know protects the spirit and, and hope and whimsy of childhood but here's the thing because Stop it's the me first, if you heard this one because it's the first movie everybody needs to be introduced everybody needs we need to see everybody's lair we need to see everybody you know take up space and be the main character um and that works to establish them but it doesn't work to focus in on Jack as the main character and so it just spends a lot of time at that middle engagement level, showing me things that look interesting but yeah. not really engaging me conceptually.
0: This is going to be a reach, but I hope you'll follow me for this. It kind of reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, <laughs> because we care about exactly like two characters.
1: We want to see how the children die, but they're not people. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, they barely count. <laughs> but like the whole, the whole, sh- the whole movie is just a vehicle from. Moving us from place to place in these environments and looking at, hey, if all the fairy tales were real, how would they interact?
1: Mm-hmm. If,
0: if you know, if there was a giant chocolate factory, how would kids interact with it? Like, what how would kind kids of...
1: die horribly in the chocolate yeah. swamp?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just want to know. Uh, I, I, I guess that's like not much. There's not much connecting them, but like the idea that it is very much form over function with this movie it's showing us a lot but all of the things that it's showing us is pretty shallow like this it's it's it's, a shallow movie
1: it's trying to do a lot of world building and character building um actually willy wonka makes sense because they're the 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 movie the focus it starts off about charlie but most of it is about wonka and his factory this movie is mostly about uh jack frost and the boogeyman pitch black And their power struggle, and then everything else, uh, just builds up to it. Everything else is a
0: backdrop for Jack Frost's characterization vis-a-vis somebody who was wronged by the system.
1: Yeah, and and (laughs) he's just not a strong enough character to, to carry that weight on his own.
0: No, he's he's
1: okay. But he's. I, I, I liked him reasonably enough, but. I mean, I know. liked
0: I liked um, Mr. Noir. I keep forgetting his name. Pitch Black, Pitch the Boogeyman. Pitch Black.
1: It's yeah. the Boogeyman, Mr. Noir. You can't call him the Boogeyman for some reason, but he's the Boogeyman.
0: I think they did one time in the movie. Yeah, but imagine like they were, if, they were if using antiquated titles. Santa has like these old Nordic names for all of these people. I'm saying I'm is... going to tie I'm tying <laughs> this back into Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Don't you worry about I, that?
1: I'm not worried. Yeah, so here here are the uh, the characters. Um, we have Jack Frost. Uh, we mentioned this is Chris Pine. He is doing the you know your stock standard hero white guy like this. This is Chris Pine's like bailiwick.
0: Yeah, I I don't know why he's here. I also don't think it's the correct casting for this. That voice is a little too deep for coming-of-age, teen-looking motherfucker.
1: Yeah, he should have a little bit more uh, pep in his step. A, a little bit. He, would uh, you he, like I, him to be more golly gee? I thought he worked I, I as a tragic, like, I can't grow, like, like the like the flip side of Peter Pan.
0: I was kind of seeing him as like a a, a Jim Hawkins. Mm. Uh, Jim Hawking Hawkins? Hawkins. Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah, from, tre, from Treasure Planet, mm-hmm. where he, he's got the, um, was that Jason Marsden? It was someone like Jason Marsden. <laughs> it was akin to a Max Goof. Uh, I, I think Max Goof kind is I think just now that I know Max Goof, it, it, like it's hard for me to see <laughs> any other teen trying to come to terms with their identity in mm-hmm. animation, like he did it the best, and Chris Pine is just is a bit too mature for that. I guess you could give it a pass, saying he's this is a fairy tale. He's he's he might have an identity thing going on, but he's actually hundreds of years old. He does have maturity in so far as he is able. Like I I could I could explain it away. It took me a bit to get used to.
1: Hmm. Um. Yeah, and then uh, the the main antagonist, uh, Pitch Black. This is Jude Law. <laughs> Okay, I definitely
0: thought it was Joaquin Phoenix at
1: first. <laughs> a common mistake, I think you'll understand.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 portraiture of this guy looks like a Joaquin Phoenix mm. from Gladiator. Like he's he's like got that that lithe male maleficent sort of energy going on.
1: He, he's got pointy face.
0: He's he's got a real case of pointy face, and it's a good case of pointy face. I like the way. And and like the way his clothes kind of seamlessly meld with his flesh. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a good character design.
1: Yeah, this works well. I I think he kind of could have used like, um, you know, like some minions or like some lieutenants. Like, he feels good as like a. Spooky horses. Spooky nightmares, Ben. It's (laughs) not bad.
0: I mean, yeah, okay, I get it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I, I, I just think like. He doesn't serve well, like, equally well as the big bad and also the first, like, thing they encounter and the guy pulling the strings. Like, he's he's doing too much work for how many heroes we have.
0: It, again, it's a good character. He doesn't, he de- he, he hasn't given sufficient depth to shine. Uh, that's, that's going to be the fatal flaw across most of the axes of this movie is that there mm-hmm. isn't enough depth to make these things pop.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we get, uh, some other, like, folklore-ish, and it's weird because, like, two of them, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, are, um, you know, those are holiday-based. Yes. Whereas Jack Frost, um, the Tooth Fairy, and the Sandman, those are more, like, yeah. folklore those, mythology? There was a
0: merger, yeah, a few hundred <laughs> years back. <laughs> I think, <laughs> they and, were like, too the tired Man of... and the Moon,
1: I yeah. think they should have leaned only into the folklore. I think that is a more untapped well, and you can... You're, you're less bound by the source material, but I yes. think they need to have a Santa Claus and an Easter bunny for, like, for palatability and, like, cultural relevance.
0: There needed to be a Santa Claus. I can't imagine there being the need for an Easter bunny. Like, it just is not that much of a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and this is... Well, his, his name is actually Nicholas St. North. Uh, yep. And he's played by Alec Baldwin.
0: I... This is uh this is a design. He looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um he he is they,
1: they went as far as they could with the Santa idea. But they, <laughs> like they went, pushed in a different yet equally far direction as uh, uh Life and Adventures Santa.
0: Oh, I like to think of it as a direct continuation of that story. Oh. <laughs> Wherein like he's he's been around for a while, he had a brief stint, you know, um Wherein, uh, you know, with the war on Christmas, he was a POW and went to prison, and that's where the gulag, he got those. Ar- yep. That's where he went to the arm. That's where he got the arm tattoos. <laughs> of uh, course. Did, did you is- did, did you take note of the arm tattoos? They're one very- of them says
1: naughty and one says nice.
0: He's so fucking good in like that big like gothic literature.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like love, hate on your fists. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's got like knuckle tats, but for his arms that are the naughty and like I like to think of them as like mentalists. Like he. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He looks like Scar from Full Metal Alchemist with his just like ridiculous tattooed arms. Uh, And also he's like a Russian scimitar wielding. (laughs) Oh, dual wielding. Yeah, he's he's this is something. Uh, This this is is a a real something. Yeah. Uh, Um. I like him a lot. Uh, There's also Isla Fisher as the tooth fairy who is like manic. This is the most inside out energy that I got. Um, just yeah it, manic it's an is the story here
1: it's an interesting choice she's clear her design is clearly um like uh, inspired by hummingbirds
0: yes i love the way the little bird the little teeth the baby teeth her, her, <laughs> i i love the way the baby teeth like her these like minions mm-hmm. this this like swarm of minions you know she's you can like the zerg this, brood
1: mother you can tell that like most of the world building came out of this whole, like, okay, Tooth Fairy takes the teeth, leaves money. What does that mean about the world? And just extending that on, like, okay, well, she can't do it all in one night. She must have, like, little, you know, little functions, little, uh, like, ingredients when you have the little versions. Oh, the options, yeah. Options, yeah, little options. She's got... Uh, You know, okay, well, why does she need the teeth? Oh, they contain childhood memories. Well, why, you know, does she gain your power? Yeah, you get power if you're believed in more. There is so much room for, (laughs)
0: like, you, you do have to let the part of your brain that tries to find logic die for this movie to work
1: oh man um, when they got to when they got to the easter bunnies domain and i'm just like what are all these eggs with legs walking yeah, around very beautiful and cool
0: uh i just will like to say uh we have seen isla fisher before in rango mm. as beans all oh, beans i believe that was who played beans
1: rango is a big dark spot in my memory like it just <laughs> it might as well have not happened
0: right yes uh isla fisher was beans so mm. yeah uh we have seen her before it's I I, I like the tooth fairy well enough like they can't all be super personable deep characters and in fact none of them are because again this movie can't have depth but I liked that Santa Claus being kind of the patriarch the you know bringing Mm -hmm. up Jack Frost onto his duties and then the rest of them are just kind of wallpaper
1: it's a D&D party is what it is
0: yeah it's a good D&D party Uh, we also
1: we also have uh the Easter Bunny uh this is Hugh Jackman
0: yeah, and I don't know, <laughs> like the Santa with knuckle tats thing, I don't know why they made him uh, Australian, but I like the decision.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it was an interesting, well, he's Australian, right, Hugh Jackman?
0: That doesn't mean much for Hugh Jackman properties.
1: Yeah, no, he can kind of do it all. Um, oh, and uh, I should mention, each of the Guardians has a theme.
0: What does that so, mean?
1: So <clears throat> So Jack Frost is the guardian of fun. Uh, Santa Claus is the guardian of wonder. The Easter Bunny is the guardian of hope. The Tooth Fairy is the guardian of memories. And Sandy the Sandman is the guardian of dreams.
0: That actually makes a lot of sense. There is room in this movie for lore to be put into. But you do have to do the work yourself. Mm uh yeah it it doesn't come across very easily there's actually i think that the the way that jack frost and nightmare moon both uh kind of bounce off each other the way those two um elements play against each other like one of them causes fear one of them has a very interesting reaction to fear i found Mm -hmm. that very compelling they don't state it right they 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 let you do the work for it
1: yeah and they also drop it pretty quickly
0: they do. There's, you know, and also I don't know there's some ontology here where the the power of children's belief, like in a monster's ink kind of way, the more the more children believe in you, the stronger your magic powers are. Jack doesn't seem to operate on that rule for whatever <laughs> reason. Every everyone else does. I don't understand it, honestly. So so
1: he was chosen by the man in the moon who's like an oracle figure I, to these guys. I
0: foresee in a man in the moon type of way that we will spend a lot of time today discussing our theories about the man in the moon.
1: <laughs> what that means. <laughs> Where did it Is come it Neil from? Armstrong? <laughs> how long has he been uh how long has he been in that moon? Does he have a pet Jade Rabbit, perhaps? Is he the first guardian? <laughs> you know, there's so much. Um Yeah, so like I, I don't know, like, the, 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 the plot construction and the logic of why Jack Frost exists but doesn't exist, but the other ones exist but then don't exist when they yeah. stop getting believed in, you kind of have to just take what they say is happening as it's happening yes. and not worry too hard.
0: Well, there, there's people who watch the Avengers movies and don't know the lore of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, there's people who—you can watch Iron Man 1 and when um, uh, Rhodey says, Next time, baby— Like you don't have to have an intimate knowledge of War Machine in order to get that uh, or in in order to enjoy the movie for the most part. Like it it, it appeals to it can appeal to several different kinds of audiences.
1: Right. the 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 lore of the Avengers is these are some strong and sexy people and they're going to run around for a while.
0: Yeah, more or less...
1: Mayhaps a robot.
0: Well, I, well, all I mean is that there's two different kinds of audiences that you could portray mm-hmm. for this movie. And I think the chief one is the one who... Is the casual viewer. And the much more elusive one uh, would be the Lorister.
1: The lore, The fiend. diehard fan.
0: Yes. However, uh, I, I think that maybe that would just have been a missed that would have been a misguided attempt to emulate the Avengers behavior. Cause that, that market does not really exist unless you're in comic books. So like th- hmm. there are people who know things about, uh, Jack Frost per se. There's not enough of them to try to cater to. So at the end of the day, this can't really be anything more than just what it is on the page. There, there can't really be depth. So sometimes they, you can see them start to like, wrangle for some depth and it it doesn't particularly happen. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I I, I like the idea that Jack Frost isn't yet on the level of these other guardians. Like he has a small yet dedicated clientele of of (laughs) children with wonderment. Um whereas everybody else has had a lot longer uh and a lot more universal feelings to to jump off of.
0: I would have loved for Jack Frost to be on the in the um here's a different way this movie could have articulated. And let me just get it out of the way before we start what if the movie is, it already kind of puts Santa at one end and Jack Frost on the other in terms of this guy's the experienced one, here's the newbie. Mm -hmm. What if Santa is all about the naughty nice dichotomy and Jack Frost is like, listen, kids get into mischief, that should be celebrated too. And and go kind of that direction with it. Like, they're not naughty nor nice. They're, They're some weird superposition that you shouldn't try to neatly fit into any one category.
1: Yeah, like give Jack Frost a reason not to want to be a guardian other than that he's a little shit.
0: Yeah, and that he forgot why... Uh, uh, yeah his 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 motivations are very disappointing in this
1: he should the pitch black should have been grooming him and like oh, oh. these guardians they're trying to stop you from having fun and they follow these entrenched rules you about can, how they operate
0: he almost gets him too and then jack frost is like no i'm protagonist though and then it just they, <laughs> it just drops off the face of the earth mm-hmm. and he gets uh yeah anyway um we we've done enough preamble on the bullshit of miracles or whatever uh, we can mm-hmm. probably just start talking about the plot, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, my main uh, conceits of the structure of the movie, like it, it looks pretty good. I think they did the animation very well. I think that there are a lot of you're good, looking like, at a DreamWorks. Yeah, there's good action set pieces. There's some mm-hmm. good chase scenes um, and and uh, like 3D environments that I think were yes. done really
0: well. There's a lot of fun to be had watching all of these uh, all of these Fey uh, generals zipping around a populated neighborhood each in their own different teleportation bailiwick as mm-hmm. the camera kind of pans across and just like you're looking at like the the overall madness that is the guardians lives like santa's popping in and out of chimneys yeah. jack frost is doing some sick ollies off of uh, rooftops <laughs> you know have you ever seen all just um, kind of doing their own thing
1: did you ever see the tintin movie from around this no. time
0: no what is tintin i Tintin should know
1: is, tintin's that belgian boy with the good dog he goes on racist adventures uh it's not ringing a bell at the moment um well there, there's a big climax in that movie that's like five minutes of non-stop this but even more um but that that's what this reminded me of it's just kind of spread out a bit better
0: oh okay yeah the the action in this is pretty good uh as a spectacle without much depth this movie hits pretty pretty high marks
1: on the flip side, the dialogue is pretty bad, um, pretty bland, pretty, like, first draft. Um, like, when we when we first meet Jack Frost, uh, and he kind of does a little voiceover, he says, I'm Jack Frost. The moon told me so. That's all he told me.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: what do I do with that?
0: Like, it's just, it, we don't have the personality to back it up. Like, it, it, remember, here's a contemporary example. Um, how to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that was basically that was around the same time. How to train your dragon. Yeah. And Hiccup kind of gave the same. This is where I live. It's got this and this and other, all these other things. And he says it with like kind of a smirk and like he's mm-hmm. kind of making fun of it. But he also it, it, it's also his homeland. Like you get a lot of the personality through the description. Jack Frost is born to a frosty lake and he looks at a moon and there's just isn't any personality behind it. Mm-hmm. So that intro speech doesn't really care. It reminds me, remember when we were watching um A Twist in Time and uh and 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 Bree was talking about the whole and that girl was me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that intro, that that's kinda what I'm getting from him, but uh, mm-hmm. without any personality to back it up.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, so we, we start off with him um you know drowning Basically, and then being chosen and freezing things. He's he's yeah. a skater boy on the lake.
0: Yeah. Beginning of uh, it's it's the beginning of your action adventure. You're you're recovering from amnesia. Uh, you get your power. You get your power staff. You you learn mm-hmm. your basic move sets, and you go to the nearest town to uh, interact For with the populace. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. I like the um, look of this Jack Frost. I mean, everyone kind of knows the the whole frost on the windowsill kind of look. That's the only. It's the only relevant noun that I can put to the mythological figure of Jack Frost if you asked me what Jack Frost did I wouldn't be able to tell you I would point to a window that was freezing over I would uh, point to
1: the Santa Claus 3 it, it looks um, good yeah no it does and I, I like the way that like so he starts off like several hundred years ago and he's in like an old like European tunic kind of kind of thing mm-hmm. um, or cloak and then when yeah. we see him in the in the modern day he's got a hoodie and it translates very nicely.
0: It does. It didn't even like strike me at the time that that, that <clears throat> transition happened. I, I
1: just love like this mythical creature wearing like an LL bean. <laughs>
0: <Like>. <laughs> it's also kind of fun like cuz like he he's an elemental force what appeared out of a lake and he's already dressed like that, that actually comes out back later.
1: Yeah. It's kind of neat. <laughs> Where are you from? Patagonia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh we 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 cut ahead we learned very
0: quickly that he cannot interact with anyone mm-hmm. in uh in the village
1: yeah him's a ghost
0: him him a ghost is yeah
1: um but we we pretty quickly cut several hundred years in the future where we see santa um he's crafting ice, ice sculptures he's got those tattoo sleeves That's <laughs> He's so good we got that walrus yeti um
0: oh yeah the the yeti elf uh, divide in Santa's workshop is really something
1: to behold, to behold. and and we get the um, Avengers Assemble kind of thing, right? We have Santa's logistics globe, this huge Earth <laughs> replica covered in lights showing where children believe in him.
0: It's it's <laughs> like fucking it's like uh, it's like Oracle. It's like the, it's like the Bat Computer. This is ridiculous,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and he can see the, like the, this corruption extending around the Earth, and. Like, could you imagine making sense of this if you've never heard of Santa? <laughs> like, you're yeah, yeah. just getting cold <laughs> dropped
0: into this. I couldn't stop laughing. It's the funniest part of the movie. He just like, no. okay, okay, <laughs> okay Liberty, uh, update me. What's the situation? You know, like, yeah. his general's coming up and, oh my he, God. He
1: activates the early warning system and it's the Aurora Borealis. It's
0: like fucking NASA.
1: <laughs> this yeah. is
0: like NASA headquarters that he's manning.
1: And and he brings up the other guardians, so we get to see you know all of these all of these characters show up. Yep, and they announce and their personalities.
0: Uh, yep, I like that the Easter Bunny and Santa have like this this rivalry going on.
1: Yeah, your Paladin and your Rogue, uh, Sandman's kind of your like silent sorcerer. Mm-hmm. They're 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 playing their roles well. Um,
0: really trying to make this D and D thing happen,
1: huh? It, I, I see it. I feel it. It's in my bones. Wait, what, I'm what tired friend? of saying the Avengers. <laughs> oh
0: God, you're gonna tell me that fucking uh, that Jack Frost is a bard, aren't you? Well, he's the bard. You see, the classic <laughs> fifth character.
1: <laughs> I like to play bards myself. Don't know if it's ever come up in conversation many times So they basically say like, "Hey, the the uh, pitch black has returned. We need some knowledge. Let's ask the man in the moon." And he basically says like. I've chosen a new guardian
0: i we gotta talk about this man in the moon thing
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I love that the way he communicates with the guardians on earth is that like all of them you know are are holding up the helix fossil essentially and just being like, <laughs> we don't know what to do, we need guidance, and the the moon, the shadow from the moonlight comes down and it shows a new guardian uh-huh. um I don't know we we i don't know what the man in the moon is supposed to be in at this point i have some guesses later but i love the idea that the world's guardians are all just like reading you know they're they're all they're they're all like they're they're astrologers yeah they're reading tea leaves they're like cutting open pigeons and trying to read the entrails it's kind of amazing (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it kind of makes sense, right? Like uh you know the moon is is looking after the earth, you know. Oh, you know, it's he's my older brother, but you know he's got a bunch he's got an infestation of humans. I don't have a lot going on. Yeah, but
0: the thing is the man in the moon doesn't uh he he isn't powered by children's belief. He's 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 working on the on the astrological scale. This is just yeah. one planet with myths.
1: Also like everything else is a myth. You can see the moon. <laughs> I can so
0: see like, fucking rabbits too but that doesn't i know i know i know where teeth are but
1: <laughs> do you um uh, i i like the um you know their response to finding out that there's gonna be a new guardian <laughs> and they're kind of like taking bets like hoping oh not the leprechaun not the groundhog
0: oh yeah the, we should say that the way that sandman communicates is like a little like uh emoji kind of yeah. he's also an inside out um, yeah, he's, he's a,
1: like a little troll doll.
0: Yeah, he's a little troll doll that <laughs> he, like he has just, like light whips. He's got light whips. He's he's got like the sand. So he's the sandman. He he makes like little sand icons over his head when he wants to communicate, mm-hmm. which is I think very fun. Yeah, like a Mario and Super Mario RPG style communication, like nonverbal he, he's communication.
1: A, he's a cute boy, and we all mourn his loss when he dies horribly. <laughs> Yep. We all go to the wake. I, I just can't believe that like of all the characters to die and come back like be resurrected later, they didn't go with the Easter Bunny. Oh, that would have been great. I mean, like he's not really
0: he's not cuddly enough.
1: He's for, not a tragic figure for that for that, uh,
0: for, for that treatment. But yeah, they're they're all pretty nonplussed about Jack Frost joining up. They're yeah, like oh, he's, he's a, a menace. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, they, they, they call him up, you know, they summon him and he, oh no, no. Um, th- we, we see him in his natural environment first. That's right.
0: Yeah. So this is why none of the guardians like him is cause he's just a mischief maker. He's very much kind of a Loki figure, mm-hmm. but without like any delusions of grandeur. He just, he likes fucking around and seeing what happens.
1: Well, this is what they all say, right? Like our tasks, our mythos that make us stronger also improve children's lives what are you doing? He's like, what, you never heard of a snow day? Kids love that shit. Snowball fight? Come on. Yeah, he's, he's
0: got all the... He's already a guardian. He just doesn't get the recognition that the others... The other ones have been doing it. They've been at the job too long. It's just a job to them, right? Mm-hmm. They do their job, and it makes kids happy. He makes kids happy, and that's his job. Like, it's a yeah. different order of operations for how he prioritizes things, which is, you- is very endearing,
1: yeah, and you can kind of see his effect on them, where, like, he'll throw a snowball at one of them, and they'll get this glimmer in front of their eyes, like, they'll become mischievous for a while, too, like, they'll become fun-loving.
0: Yeah, he's turning the world into a bunch of Calvins, Hmm. Uh, which I which I do dig. And, yeah, we get this, like, sequence where this kid who wants to believe in fairy tales, his mom tells this kid, Jamie... Jack Frost is going to nip at your ears unless you put a hat on. And he's like, who's Jack Frost? He's like, oh, he's mm-hmm. no one. He's just he's just uh it's just it's just a saying. He's like, I'm someone. Jesus. <laughs> the disrespect. He's he is. Uh but they he goes he he treats Jamie to a fun sled uh demolition.
1: I love that the kid who is willing to believe in him when everyone else has doubts is also the kid who like believes in Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, it's it's like I, are we supposed to treat this as a lesson? Like, what are the kids learning from this? <laughs> I
0: like the idea that Bigfoot is also a folklore hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh,
1: I I think it's important that we that children only subscribe to the fantasies that their parents endorse. I think that's probably a good thing in general.
0: Yeah, probably so.
1: Um, but yeah, so um, basically uh, they find out about Pitch Black, uh, uh, Sandman's dream gets corrupted. Like we see this process and why he's, why fear is such a dangerous thing to children. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they, they induct Jack into, and he meets the group.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know. He's tried to break into Sansa's workshop several times, but the Yeti's always at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I never made it past the Yeti's. I, I like this lady. guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good. He's good-natured. Yeah. He's he's charismatic.
0: Yeah, and he's got that uh, great newcomer who realizes how cool the Watchtower is uh, kind yeah. of feel to him, which I, I very much appreciate.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't like the idea of being part of a team and having like responsibilities. It's kind of counter to his mo. But at the same time, he respects the moon as the source of destiny.
0: Yeah, he, <laughs> he's praising Helix pretty hard. Uh, he's got he got a missive from the moon three hundred years ago and not a word since. So I also thought of him as kind of like a deadbeat dad.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's he's Krusty's coming home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, we we get to see Santa's workshop. It's a fun. This is a fun oh, place.
1: Oh boy, <laughs> this whole thing. This is this is one of those set pieces that are well animated, full of good ideas, uh, visual spectacle.
0: I, I love that weird like jellyfish lantern that is uh just just sort of looming around. Mm. Like that's not that's not clear what's going on. There's also this yep. like bitter rivalry, the like the one sided rivalry of the Yetis and the Elves, because the Elves are just dipshits. <laughs>
1: yeah like, these these are minions these are different minions yeah
0: but they're like even more ineffectual minions they're like they're trying they're trying their hardest to make toys but they can't actually do it at all so it's just like no, no no, no. let them believe that they can make the toys yes you're doing a very good job and the yetis are actually behind the scenes
1: yeah, I, I love like just the hydraulics and the like factory idea, but also it's still whimsy and like cleanish. It it the Buddy, term that I came love, to mind was Santa Punk.
0: Dude, I love a wacky fan uh, a wacky factory. Yeah. A wacky factory is a fun fucking time. It was something. Me that it, give,
1: give, me a, give me a machine that's powered by steam that just like has a bunch of gears moving around and like, you know, some sushi comes out the other end. Like, I'm all for it. I, I'm wacky. I'm into
0: like I think it's the same it actually is a very similar thing as the Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, yeah. Because it's, you know, why do you do it this way? The only right way is to churn it by waterfall. It has to be fun or it's not worth it.
1: <laughs> uh, he, has, he has this incredible uh, sleigh that they all get into <laughs> when they have to go off to the Tooth fairies <laughs> domain. Yep. It's incredible. Um,
0: um, we, we do get kind of the, the, the soul moment of the two of them together in Santa's mm-hmm. boardroom meeting. Uh, And he, he kind of tells Jack what's what he's like, listen, we all operate on the belief of children, but you know, I'm, I'm thought of in many different ways. And he gives him a Santa
1: Matryoshka. It's incredible. (laughs)
0: uh, And he's unwrapping it. And he's like, "I, I can be, you know, jolly, I can be mischievous, but here's something that's at my very center. And it's like this little baby Santa with wide eyes yeah um because he um, yeah he's and, the guardian of wonder oh uh, guardian of wonder he sees wonder everywhere he goes and he asks jack what what's at your center like what gets you out of what are you here for why were yeah. you chosen by his almighty presence the man in the moon <laughs> uh in order to lord of tidal
1: waves and werewolves
0: <laughs> why, why were you chosen uh and that that is kind of his whole reason of being is he doesn't really know why he's here he just does what he does
1: yeah and this will this will come back later yes it will um uh, but yeah so uh pitch black launches a surprise attack on the truth fairy domain enclave uh, enclave <laughs> it's, it's 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 like a beehive isn't it <laughs> it's it's akin
0: to a beehive i i thought of it as kind of like a like a, like it's 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 like a fan it's like a Valhalla esque like sky plateau almost.
1: It's like one of those Sonic levels where there's rails everywhere yeah. and that's how you get around.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it's pretty silly. Uh, but everybody, you know, pl- goes into the sleigh and, and heads off there. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying like, yeah, I I pitch pitch black is saying like, I'm tired of people like. Uh, believing in you guys, people don't fear me anymore. I miss the Dark Ages, right? When people were afraid until the moon, you know, brought you guys in.
0: Okay. Zane. hmm You may recall a certain other moment in our recent podcast history wherein we talked about the Dark Ages and how mm-hmm. Santa was the one to bring us out of the Dark Ages. <laughs> in The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, <laughs> who is the person who... Forces Santa onto the world such that he can become this figure of myth that brings people out of the dark ages. That's right, the man in the moon is Ak, the huntsman of the world. <laughs> that makes it sense. The same person. It's that eagle Gandalf again, Zane.
1: <laughs> and that and that's why he's so uh, in, endeared of Jack because he reminds him of that you know horrible like monkey butler shape. Yes, <laughs>
0: it reminds him name? of
1: Flim Flam. <laughs> the the fucking uh, tingler, the sound t- Tingler sound sound the sound <laughs> Yeah, it fits together, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, the man in the moon, I think, has been on, at this game for a long time.
1: He brings it full circle, like the moon.
0: Indeed. <laughs>
1: so yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that so, that
0: was the that was the lore that I wanted to impart upon you.
1: So uh, yeah, and and pitch black. Here's part one of his multi-part master plan. he's gonna steal the my circuitous my my ridiculously circuitous (laughs) plant is one quarter complete he steals the minor tooth fairy so that they can't collect teeth if they can't collect teeth children won't (laughs) believe in the tooth fairy the tooth fairy will get weaker in the same way that if i quit my job i no longer believe in a paycheck (laughs) like it's just yeah it's not belief you're looking at cause and effect right right like me believing in tooth to money doesn't change the tooth to money equation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, and what I like about this is that he kind of sees Jack Frost as sort of a kindred spirit, as like, "Hey, man, I'm tired of not getting recognition. This guy knows what I'm talking about up top,"
1: uh, and <laughs> right.
0: he's, he kind of sees Jack as a neutral party, which mm-hmm. is uh, which makes me think that you know he the that uh pitch black isn't the only one on his team like you know we saw uh thoughts of leprechauns being the next guardian i feel like there's a
1: larger
0: organization yeah like he's scouting Mm -hmm. it right now he sees jack as a potential convert and that implies Mm -hmm. a larger organization
1: but who would team up with the boogeyman you know who who would be the villain in that sequel Oh, Krampus, yeah. right. Like Santa falls in a magic mirror yeah. that turns him evil. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he starts eating goats. Yeah, uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we it's learned. It's actually very easy to just suss out what exactly the sequel to this movie would have been. <laughs> oh, man, thats we should write that. We should write the uh, sequel to, <laughs> to Rise of the Guardians. Rise, fall of the Guardians. <laughs> Are, do you also pronounce it Guardians? I mean, in my head, of course I did. Yeah. Uh, so we learned the plot conceit that the reason the Tooth Fairy collects the teeth is the teeth store the important memories of childhood. Again, like in Inside Out.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty silly.
1: And so, you know what the people... Tooth Fairy
0: reminds me of is those banana fairies in Donkey Kong sixty four.
1: Mmm. Yeah, with that one big one and all the other ones kind of spread out. And... Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the the idea that the they can return the memories when people need to remember what's important to them, doesn't really fit anything.
0: Yeah, it's it's that one thing where, like, you're trying to get a little bit too far into depth. Like, what does childhood wonder actually mean? Like, where's the power coming from? Why doesn't it apply to Jack Frost? We we can't get mm. any farther than what is, what is said narratively on the page, which doesn't make intuitive sense, which is if we steal the tooth fairy's teeth fairies, they no longer will believe in, I don't know, the 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 uh, the platonic ideal that is teeth. I, I have no idea <laughs> what they're trying, what they're getting at with the whole mem- memory tooth thing, and yeah. why stealing the tooth memories somehow weakens the guardian's power. It, it, it's fucking nonsense. If you it, try it to gets actually us to plot the, it out,
1: it gives us a reason to have Jack join up with them for the time being because he wants to know about his past, mm-hmm. and he needs those teeth.
0: Yeah, he want them that wampum. That that Um, didn't sound great. Uh, He (laughs) he
1: wants the teeth, yes. So they decide to uh, go collect the knight's teeth together. Oh,
0: yeah. So, yeah, since the guardians are assembled via the conch shell that is the Aurora. Well, we're already here. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, it's it's almost Easter, which I understand that you're a busy Easter bunny, but Santa, you got all year. Come on. Uh, So they're going to help out the tooth fairy, try to get the teeth, uh, uh, try to do her job for her. Such that the teeth, so that the children still believe in the tooth fairy, Mm -hmm. but that is not related to the kidnapping of the, so I guess the, the, the teeth memory spirit fairies, they were just post office workers. They were just exchanging the money for teeth. That's all that was happening.
1: Yeah, yeah, they was, they were field agents. That
0: was their function entire. The whole thing she, with them being the, memories makes no fucking sense.
1: The the head fair even says like, oh man, I haven't you know done this field work in a while. This is fun. Um,
0: Which is actually yeah, part. Of, that's part of the theme that does work. Where like these guys don't know they, how to talk to. They don't. They don't know how to interact with children anymore. They don't know. They've what been upper management
1: for too long. Kid,
0: kids are '90s kids now. They they want a little. They want. They're kind of bad boys. They're you know. Peeing up the sides of houses, throwing eggs at your uh, at your garage during uh, Christmas.
1: Well, this 90s kid right here really enjoyed the <laughs> tooth theft montage competition.
0: Tooth theft <laughs> montage competition is aces, Zane. <laughs> yeah, they're playing pranks on each other. They're pranking each other. Ho- yeah, you- Santa and, and the Easter Bunny, like, just pranking each other. Like, the Easter Bunny getting there, and he's going to leave an egg, and the Santa just, like connect to the wall outlet. this gigantic Christmas tree lights up as like <laughs> that's the gift that he's giving instead of money
1: well the tooth fairy's like great great job collecting the teeth you guys all gave the gifts right and they're like oh shit <laughs> oh
0: man this it, this tooth fairy thing is harder than I thought
1: this is a, a two parter right here <laughs>
0: uh yeah it's very fun and, and like I love all the different like fast travel that they do uh mm-hmm. the Easter Bunny is just hopping across rooftops like he's playing fucking Mirror's Edge <laughs> uh, I don't know if you caught this, but it's got kind of like an Australian Outback didgeridoo sound effect when he's doing that. Oh, neat. It's pretty good. Uh, it, yeah, it leaning into it. It, it. Sounds, it sounds as though, it, it sounds like an Outback Steakhouse commercial whenever <laughs> we get like focus on him running across stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Frost is, is being kind of swept by the wind, which is, I don't, he looks like he's Tony Hawking through some wind, which is enjoyable to me.
1: Yeah, Tony Hawk's wind skater.
0: Yeah, Tony Hawk's wind like, waker. F- f-
1: flying on your staff.
0: <laughs> uh, the, the image of a little fucking cell shaded Tony Hawk directing the winds <laughs> with his
1: skateboard. He's <laughs> a is a real fun time. <laughs> just just kicking it up into his hands and beating Ganon <laughs> in, in the face with the, the, with the broad side of a skateboard.
0: <laughs> Three sixty shove it to bonus, bitch. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're, they're doing a lot of those. Santa is, like, just doing fucking Mario jumps up and down chimneys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> Pipe sledding.
1: Pipe-a-porting, yeah. It's very good. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, but uh, the, a kid, one of the kids, uh, wakes up and sees them. Uh, Jack's still invisible, right? Nobody believes in him yet. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Sandman has to just, like, hit... The kid and kind of it gets out of control. Like everybody falls asleep, and we're left with just Jack and Sandman awake when uh, the nightmare comes.
0: Just, just a brief moment, a brief aside. I love when it, uh, he's when they when the Easter Bunny says, "You got to knock him out." And the Sandman like turns to Jamie, the kid, and just like
1: you know punches his <laughs> just, hand
0: and like, "Okay, I got to get it." A- no, with the sand, idiot! Like come you on. Know, your
1: whole thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> thing you do constantly all the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there, so there are good jokes in this. The dialogue as a whole isn't great, but like they, they kind of yeah. know where the fun is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have this uh, single fragment in quotes. I don't remember what it refers to, but I wrote down the Yeetster Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that's about? <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I don't know what that's about either. I will say that the Easter Bunny's way of teleporting is just like tapping his foot and having just holes open up in the ground that spit yeah, him wherever he wants like, to go. He's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, it's it's he's taking he's constantly taking wrong turns at Alpacoiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I there's don't know a, what the Heatster uh, buddy is either, but I don't <laughs> dislike it.
1: There's a uh, a book that I read. It's um oh god, I think it's called The Fold. Mm. Um it's like a it's like a like interdimensional horror kind of thing.
0: Mm. Oh, kind of uh, like it, a uh, kind of like a like a Lovecraft thing. Yeah, it's like a modern Lovecraft. Okay. It's in the
1: same universe as the as the book fourteen, which I think I've mentioned. Hmm. Um, but they, uh, there is a door. There's like a doorway that they portal through to go between places, and they call it the Albuquer- Albuquerque door, and it was named oh! because that's what happens when you take a wrong turn. Good, Albuquerque. good, good, good,
0: good, good. Yes, so I the love whole
1: it. book, horrible things are happening. And it just keeps popping up. You can't stop thinking of Bugs Bunny.
0: Albuquerque seems like a a a, a fay destination. No. Mm-hmm. I mean according to the 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 ballad of Albuquerque uh sung by of course Weird Al Yankovic
1: mm-hmm. uh, before it got all messed up. <laughs> it
0: got like messed up with a lisp? Is that what you're talking no, about?
1: No, like Breaking Bad.
0: Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you meant like a <laughs> like a yo Mark. A, like a, like a Thufferin' Thuckatash kind of messed up. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Um so they they're they're going to go um, confront uh, Pitch Black. Yeah, because Pitch
0: Black it, it was kind of banking on no one being able to do the Tooth Fairy's job. Now that it's being done, the kids believe in the Tooth Fairy, so his power is not accelerating. Yes, interfere. Yeah,
1: um, and he took the opportunity. And at the same time, Jamie's kid sister um, finds Santa's wor- warp orb.
0: <laughs> yeah, his his Sonic ring. Uh, that just opens up a portal to the Easter Bunny Palace, uh, and mm-hmm. she, she just goes through, and that's that that'll we'll, come up later. We'll, yeah, we'll just leave that for now. Just not, shelve it. Not really a great. It's it's a little too obvious of a Chekhov's gun for it to be palatable to me, like,
1: and a little too like specific of a of a thing to happen, right? It's like when two characters in uh, a media like intersect with each other when they have no reason to but they know things the other one doesn't it's just like i get that that could happen at this point in time and that you had to write it that way but like i don't know it's
0: just kind of a bummer to me because as soon as it happened i was like oh that's why they fell asleep like it explains in context why narratively the sandman had to make them all fall asleep so it just it (laughs) feels very um uh artificial the the way the way it all behaves
1: You can see the way that the writers had to work backward from that Pitch Black has to fight against Jack one-on-one. Yeah, it makes the storytelling
0: feel very inorganic when you see a Chekhov's gun that obvious.
1: And it's not terrible. Like, it's it's really points surrounded by fun stuff. It
0: is surrounded by fun stuff, and I'm not thinking too hard about it, so I'll give it that little grace note. But I... I, I but do. it happens more than once. It's, yeah, it's pretty bad on the on the spectrum of uh, the Chekhov's gun is supposed to be something that you look for, not something that you're spoon fed. Right. Yep. Uh, anyway.
1: Um, but yeah, so um, oh, I'm looking at my notes, and these nouns are, are taking a second. Uh, well, it's to process. just like it's a big Avengers <laughs> fight.
0: They they all fight the uh, they all fight Pitch Black, who. Um, I don't know why he's in Ascendance. Like, it's near Easter. This isn't, like, near Halloween where he would be at the, the height of his power. I, uh, I
1: think he just chose this moment. Like, he's been charging
0: it up for years?
1: He. It must be, right? Like...
0: I guess that explains why Jack Frost got called down now, is because, like, the man in the moon... Uh, you know he 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 is the huntsman of the world he has the ability to see the woodlands of the entire world so of course he would know boogeyman's domain he probably saw he saw the master plans Uh, Mm -hmm. so yeah it makes sense that jack frost got called as it's not coincidental is my point like
1: I, i think the boogeyman timed it out so that people would start to lose faith in the tooth fairy and then like Losing faith in the Easter Bunny is like the one-two punch.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Check this shit out. Check this shit out, though. Um, he knew based on what we're gonna find out later about Jack Frost and why he's uniquely well suited to take down the Boogeyman. Uh, the Man in the Moon knew that the Boogeyman would come back at some point because he like he put the he mm-hmm. put this in place. He's like, we gotta make the Dark Ages end. I'ma make a Santa. I'm also going to make a sleeper agent for when the boogeyman comes back when the dark ages comes back around, we're mm-hmm. going to need some way to turn the tables again. So he plants Jack Frost. He murders that child on the ice and it's going to, and it's going to make the Jack Frost thing happen later on.
1: I, I like the idea that the man in the moon is thinking in cycles. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do take sure. issue with the idea that he ended the dark ages. <laughs> he, he did. Who-
0: I, I already went through this saying he, he, Created Jack Frost, right? So he must have also created
1: Santa, yeah. Well,
0: well wasn't it sometime earlier when the Man in the Moon, like, uh, didn't didn't?
1: Man in the Moon first summoned Santa. Sandman. He was the first one.
0: When when did we get that?
1: lorelet It's just that he's the oldest and most powerful of the guardians.
0: Oh, and that's why he can't speak. Is that because
1: sleep came first, presumably? Even before there were teeth, there was sleep.
0: Yes, you had to. You... <laughs> that that is uh... a. <laughs> A haunting image. To, to, to <laughs> a haunting to yet
1: true image about humanity. Why would you say
0: something so brave yet so accurate?
1: <laughs> um. So, yeah, so we, we have. Um, Jack is fighting these nightmares. Sandman and uh, uh, Pitch Black have a fight. It's scythe versus whip combat, which I didn't know I needed desperately.
0: Yeah, and it's, it does feel kind of like. I'm so they tired are, of swords. It does. The, he's a very weirdly plot relevant aura. Uh, opposition to mm-hmm. uh, to the boogeyman, right? To to pitch black, because like they they have the motifs, right? They like they're the ones who are going toe to toe with each other. Very Saruman Gandalf
1: dreams versus nightmares.
0: Yes, that like they are in opposition. It made me think that they both came from the same place. Like if Sandman, okay, hear me out. If the Sandman, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> was the was the oldest one? Maybe Ak fucked it up at the start. And he made mm-hmm. Sandman and Pitch Black in a uh, you, you know he 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 didn't really know how to balance the scales back then, so he just made something super good, and that also created something super bad as kind of the uh, antithesis. Yeah, I believe it. Which yeah. which also makes sense with Santa and Krampus. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, Tooth Fairy and uh, the Gum Wizard. Gingivitis.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which of ours is better. Oh, those mute, those bastard mucus guys oh, from yeah, the music yeah, commercials, yeah, the,
0: the, the, like the 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 rowdy the rowdy tooth group, whatever. The, not the music. The, the people. plaque. Yeah, plaque the, the, the we make holes in teeth. The, what whatever
1: those guys. God, what are. is that? <laughs> yeah, fine. You know what I'm talking about, though. Well, let's pretend I do.
0: So yeah, that I I think that it makes sense that they are kind of counter. They're like matter-antimatter kind of. Uh,
1: yeah, the 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 villain with a goatee. The, it's the neo twin. and
0: Mister Smith of this world is the Sandman in Pitch Black.
1: Is is the Easter Bunny the bad version of Jesus? Uh, he's the good version of Jesus. <laughs> Uh-oh, <they're both> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, wh- uh, Sandman goes down, uh, and Jack gets pissed, and he freeze-shatters all of the Nightmare Sand. Like, we didn't know how powerful Jack Frost is.
0: I don't think that he's all that powerful. I think that he, he, I, like, he's still B-tier. We are led to believe that he should be less powerful than the rest of them, just because he doesn't have the notoriety, and that's how mm-hmm. power works in this dimension. But he does have a uniquely strong effect against
1: Pitch Black. Which doesn't make sense at this point because the thing he's fighting with is not fun or whimsy, it's cold. Yes. And that should go hand in hand And with fear.
0: It does come back later, and I think that is actually a triumph of this storytelling is how much they don't explain that mm-hmm. Jack is uniquely good against him, but we're going to get the context later and it makes it kind of sure. pay off.
1: Um, yeah, so, so they kind of regroup. Um, they lay a memorial to Sandman yeah, and they so start planning. Just, we
0: didn't say it, but Sandman gets like... Infected, he gets, like fully yeah. absorbed into the into the nexus of pitch Black's mm-hmm. sand nightmare macabre space. Like he yeah, just he gets turned into
1: evil horses. Yeah, he the gets, most metal death.
0: He gets really yeetster or bun- into into uh, pitch Black's
1: machinations. Um, so, <laughs> so we get like awake o- at, that sand, <laughs> <laughs> at Santa's workshop. We get awake for the Sandman. <laughs> Excellent nouns in this movie. It's very fun. Um, so fear is is eliminating the belief uh, on their big Santa globe, and so they say, "Okay, Easter's tomorrow. We're pulling out all the stops." Uh, the bunny takes everybody to his warren. This is this is like when it starts to be <laughs> like, "Okay, we've seen everybody's lair." Well, they have to the go. The movie's under- stretched a little thin. No,
0: they have to go underground now, right? Because mm-hmm. they've been beaten. They've been defeated publicly. And now nightmares are taking over children's dreams. Uh, so, so they
1: need to power up. They need to have a big Easter.
0: They got to have a big win. They have to get mm-hmm. the momentum in this war back.
1: And there's been this war and there's eggs everywhere and they're terrifying. Yeah,
0: they're like little uh, Sheldon from U.S. Acres kind yep. of stuff.
1: Plus some golems.
0: Uh, yeah, I like the I like the egg Theme. It reminded me of Fungi Forest from uh, Donkey Kong 64. That big mushroom yeah.
1: lair. It's just—it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird, though, because there's not a lot in the we cultural lexicon Sa- kind of
0: we know Easter what Bunny. Santa's workshop is supposed to look like. So Yetis are kind of a haha moment. But giant—you can do a lot with a factory. Big egg golems are just—we don't have enough context to be able to laugh. All we can do is kind of shrug. <laughs> And yeah, and it's not like hey, co- everybody ends.
1: collect all of the Easter eggs or else the egg golems will come and get you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that is uh that Next is a- Palm Sunday. <laughs> uh, but this is where they find uh Jamie's little sister who got uh who got sucked yeah. into Easter Warren uh through yeah. Santa's uh
1: or his his snow globe.
0: His snow globe of uh teleportation. I like that Santa has so many, like, little different gimmicks. Like, he's power leveled so that he gets it all makes the top sense. gear. Like,
1: he's got the well, sleigh. he makes it. He's an artificer.
0: <laughs> it's an inventor class.
1: Uh, yeah, and, um, and, and Jack knows how to interact with this kid, right? Everybody else is, like, they're not used to it. They're terrifying her, but uh, yeah. he kind of handles it.
0: I love that uh, the tooth fairy is like, here's some teeth with blood and gums on them. <laughs> I don't know how to interact with kids anymore. And Jack is just I like
1: just embezzle teeth.
0: Yeah, that's all I'm about right now. That is look, I need to. It, it's all about creating content. It's all, it's not about the art of it anymore. I'm just there to grab the teeth and run. That's what the algorithm
1: likes. I'm uh, I'm I'm in too deep. Yes. I can't leave.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, what we're saying it in a jokey tone, but this came across to both of us is that, you know, Jack is kind of a newcomer. He, does, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the responsibilities of catering to children. He doesn't have the traditions that tie him down. So he can interact with them on a more personal level.
1: Yeah, no one's counting on him. It's all bonus.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I, I think that that actually... The notion... Like, what we were saying before with the order of operations. Jack makes kids have fun, and therefore he has power. Versus these other people have power, and that lets kids have fun. Like, it's just... um.
1: It's yeah they d- get power from dreams, from memory, from wonder.
0: yeah, it's just it kind of taking all these um people who have been in the game too long and kind of teaching them T- touch the grass a little bit, you know mm-hmm. go go back to basics,
1: yep, um, so the gang uh, is, is they start prepping. uh meanwhile, Jack is returning the girl to to her home and he hears someone calling his name, and it's out in the middle of the forest. There is a bed frame and a big hole going underground. <laughs> Seems reasonable. Well, the, you don't realize this at the time the boogeyman lives under the bed. Oh,
0: that's very good. I did not yeah. notice that. I thought it was just bullshit. The, I mean, the, I guess it is, things, but it's enjoyable.
1: It's just it's so weird because you're used to this movie kind of sp- f- just spoon-feeding you stuff. Yeah, just telling me where to go, really. Like that Like this is a leap I could make if you hadn't trained me not to make leaps yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I I I, I never... Because we're going there to... Because I, I couldn't even tell where the fucking fairies were at this point. Are they with the memories? Are they distinct from the memories? Are they well, he, he... also <laughs> abducted by uh, the... I don't know what to what degree the teeth are... The, the, the baby fairies, the baby teeth are memories. Because presumably, that's what Pitch Black stole. And yet... They are distinct objects in his lair. There's a you, pile you are, of fairies and also a pile of memories.
1: You are you are uh, conflating the proletariat with the fruits of their labor, <laughs> right? The... <laughs>
0: I don't think I am. I think the movie did that.
1: Okay. Well, Jack stumbles upon, he, he finds the fairies, but he also finds the teeth. He finds tubes with teeth with memories.
0: Fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. It's, it's
1: good. And, and Pitch Black confronts him. He's like, okay, I have your memories. Um, I I can give you your life back. And he kind of mind freaks him, right? Yeah. Like Jack, he got in his head and he gets tricked into destroying all the eggs.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about I think, that. Cause like, I
1: think that's what happens. Yeah,
0: I, I couldn't actually gauge what... I think it was just... I don't think he destroys the eggs. I think he's just absent... For long enough that Pitch Black is able to destroy the eggs back in the Easter War. Because the Easter people, the, the, the Guardians say something to the effect of, Jack, you're the only one who can stand up to him for whatever reason. We need you to defend the eggs. We'll go take her back. And Jack's like, no, 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 I got this. Uh, oh,
1: see, I thought he was taken over, like, not taken over, but, like, he was seeing things that weren't there, and he was trying to fight back, and he destroyed the eggs.
0: Right, he was House of Mirrors. I don't think that's what happened. I think that he was just preoccupied for long enough that Pitch Black could go destroy the eggs. Yeah. It in in any case, Easter par- is ruined. It doesn't particularly matter. Um, but, yeah, Easter Easter ruined. Uh, also, Jack does not get the memories back yet, so he doesn't really know what he's about. Uh, everyone moves. blames Jack, and Jack is, when does he get, uh demoted to uh ice fisher land where, where when does he when does he get uh, uh banished from the land i can't remember
1: uh it might as well be now <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> like there's a couple of scenes where it's like jamie believes in magic but no one else does and they all get nightmares yeah um, but but really what happens next is um pitch black confronts him again and they have a fight. Uh, he's trying to groom Jack to a degree. It reminded me like, so what? much
0: of the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man, Goblin. Goblin thing. Like, this is what we could do. Is that what you want? Because they're not going to like you. They they don't mm-hmm. know you. Like, uh, it it reminded me pretty strongly of that. The problem is Jack doesn't have good motivation here. So he should be very suggestible to doing some naughty shit.
1: Right. I mean, he says what goes better together than cold and dark. And I and was like, like, "Yes, standing ovation. Do that for the rest of the movie." <laughs> but no, no, that's that's misunderstanding. Like Jack doesn't want fear, right? The fact that it's at winter, he he he's finding fun where nobody else does. Yep.
0: Well, I like um, that. But, I like that he comes out of it, but I I just feel like he should have been a little bit more receptive to pitch black's advances because they are coming from a similar place of look, dude, we just want recognition. We didn't choose to be the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't have minded just like a little bit more foreplay there, but it it's fine. Eventually he realizes that he can't turn him to his side. So pitch black says, all right, well I'm going to give you this baby teeth back with the memory, but it's going to cost you, uh, your staff, which is the source of his power. Uh, articulation of his frostbite magic unclear but uh, it's like
1: a, it's like a focus like a conduit
0: yeah it, it's basically he's neutering him he doesn't want yeah, him he, to be an he, x factor in the uh upcoming war because you know he's kind of the tipping point um uh, mm-hmm. and so he breaks it
1: yep and shoves jack into a ravine
0: yeah so uh this is where jack uh has his ravine memories and we get his backstory mm mm-hmm. mhm he looks into the memory that uh, got stolen away, and it's him, and it's Jack as a human. He remembers a time in which he was human. He had a family.
1: He, he has, was still a goober.
0: He's still such a goober, but he's, he's more of a, he's
1: less of a badass goober. He's more of a hiccup goober at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gee whiz. Yes, um, and and he saves his sister from falling through the ice, and that's how he died. But the way that it uh, uh, expresses is really cute. Yeah, because, do it. Yeah, like she is afraid, and uh, uh, you know, because she's stuck on the ice, and he the like, ice is all distract- splintering, kind of like mm-hmm. Jack
0: Frost happens. You know.
1: And he's like, "Well, we're going to play a game. Can you jump over to this part of the ice, or or like, can you grab this branch? Like he's he's keeping the fear out, and that lets her get to safety.
0: I fucking love this moment. This is what oh, makes it's the, so heartwarming. This is what makes the movie work for me and it recontextualizes why was Jack Frost good against Pitch Black. And it's because everybody else every all the other guardians are trying to defeat fear as like an opposing force. Mm-hmm. Jack, his power is to use fear as a vehicle to play. Like he 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 recognizes that the fear is there but he says, I'm not going to let the fear beat me let's let's manipulate it let's 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 launder it through this game that i want to play in order to make the kids not scared you know and
1: it works right because he's the guardian of fun and you can be afraid and have wonder yeah, you can be coaster. afraid and like have hope but you can't really be afraid and have fun
0: i i disagree i think you i i think that they go hand in hand the whole terror fun kind of thing oh makes, like a like a roller coaster like a roller coaster yeah i, mm. I think that makes perfect sense
1: um, I don't like roller coasters, so that's, that's you know, I think maybe it's that's the me. only.
0: I think it's the only thing that you can do both at the same time. Because, like, Santa doesn't have a way to turn fear into wonder. But Jack has a way to turn fear into fun. And that is... Yes. I guess that works. That's very... That's a very cool way to recontextualize his importance in the story. It's mm-hmm. satisfying in the whole who am I, Disney, I am kind of framework of this whole character.
1: And, and it kind of gives power to his, uh, you know, that staff that he has. Like, he used a stick to, to help yes. her get away from the ice. And uh, this is this is his tool of giving, like, of helping others. Like, that's why you can't really yeah. break it.
0: It kind of has the same thing that we saw in Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, where we're learning how the myth happened. Here, it's a little different because we're kind of making the myth up as we go, because no one knows Jack Frost. But given that the staff is the source of his power and we've seen him using it the whole movie, it's very satisfying Mm -hmm. to see his, how the myth was made, how the myth came to be. Yep. Um, Yeah. So yeah, cool moments would love to have had more motivation on Jack. So, you know, that's kind of missing. He's just not that compelling a character in his own right, but all the theme is there.
1: Mm. -hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, we're kind of heading into the, the third act here where, um, pitch black is going to launch his final assault um he he shows up at santa's workshop the kids the the belief lights on the globe are flashing out only one kid believes Yeah, all all the bugs that santa
0: planted uh in the christmas trees uh there's only one that's still flashing and jamie is the last holdout of belief in these uh guardians
1: and, and Jack, even though he can't be seen, figures out a way to communicate by drawing on the frost on the window.
0: Yeah, that's cute. And, like, since this kid is probably the only person who has heard the word Jack Frost in decades, because his mom mm-hmm. said De- Jack Frost. Because she's decade. from the 50s or something. Yep. <laughs> He's like, hey, is that Jack Frost? And uh, suddenly he <laughs> can be, uh, he can see him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack Frost, you know, credit where credit's due. He's been mopey the whole movie that no one could see him. He's very, very excited that a kid can see him. Yeah. He does not behave uh, like a Chris Pine would vocally behave. You know, he, he's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of energy in his voice.
1: Yeah. And the rest of the team shows up. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it. The Easter Bunny was uh, demoted to a regular bunny. Uh, he kind of gets <laughs> reverted back now. Everyone
0: kind of forgets how the myth, like, I don't. was he Australian? Maybe. I, he might have just been a regular bunny, dude. I don't know.
1: Um, yeah, and, and the kid is the last light, uh, and, and it's time for a big fight with pitch black. Now that Jack is stronger, um, pitch gets a monologue. He's just, he's just chewing the scenery. Jude Law's having a great time. Cause that's how Jude Law operates. Yeah, it's
0: good. It's very good. Uh, and, yeah. uh,
1: Jack flashes back. He's like, okay, the kid is afraid. I'm going to turn it into a game.
0: Yep. And because his power, his power doesn't come from kit. It, like he didn't learn. To be powered by children's belief, so mm-hmm. that doesn't matter to him. He's he can be powered by fear, like he's got like this this alternative uh, energy pathway in his in his bloodline, <laughs> to where he can convert fear into fun with no need to uh, filter it through children's laughter. <laughs> so like that, that I, I I really like that. All these other like the Sandman. Um, uh, santa or excuse me mr north or whatever his name is <laughs> all of them are used to just using the children's belief as a crutch but jack mm-hmm. has operated for hundreds of years on his own power he's been using yeah. things that are normally fear-making you know dead of winter that kind of thing and he's used to converting that into his power so
1: yeah i think it's a great uh, it's a great theme
0: very good very good. Which isn't to say um, that he can't also wet his beak a little. Maybe he'll get some people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> believing in him after all.
1: It'd be great to be, you know, visible <laughs> to people. <laughs> Wouldn't, it
0: Wouldn't it be nice?
1: Um, and yeah, he he and Jamie go recruit the neighborhood kids. They, they like slide around. They sled. I think they could have done more with this. More of this like make a game of it to fight back. Totally. Um, they, they they kind of um, go from A to B pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. I, I think that they could have gone even farther with the resolution of this too which is they beat pitch black uh, the tooth fairy has a nice little moment where she gives him a coin and then says what's that for and then knocks out his tooth uh, <laughs> which is very cute yeah, I think that's good he it's this this would have been a very easy and and he gets uh, pitch black gets torn up by his own fear forces his own mm-hmm. horsemen it's very much scar and the hyenas. Uh, yeah,
1: they bring him back onto the bed. Yep. Oh, and Sandman's alive again.
0: Because why not? Uh, I think that they could have had a redemption moment for Pitch Black. Like, Yeah? Yeah, because Pitch Black, all he wanted was recognition. And children sure. do have an appreciation for scary shit, as Jack has just demonstrated. It would not have been hard for them to reach out an olive branch.
1: And they even say like one of the, I think it's I think Jamie or Jack one of them says like I do believe in you I'm just not afraid of you yeah that, like they say it explicitly it's
0: really good too like I love that
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: but they 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 still need to I feel like they could have uh, they could have reached across the aisle and made uh, made him a guardian if in name only
1: yeah like how Hades is one of the gods
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he still serves a function you can't have. Go- Sometimes gotta it's got to be.
1: It for the sequel.
0: I I understand that. It just is uh it's counter to how the rest of the theme has been related. Sure. Um where you can have fun even if it's scary. So to just shove him back under the bed does not feel good to me. Mm-hmm. But uh other than that, snowball fight being the way that Jack Frost kind of recaptures kids imaginations and wonder is very cute cuz like what's more innocent than a snowball fight? Right, like that's just such a good way to resolve the whole plot is to have them in a snowball fight uh, with the forces of darkness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like I said, I think they could have gone further with it. I think they could have really, uh, uh, you know, kind of do some Scooby Doo antics where you're like pulling down his shorts or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they've already
1: really (laughs) emasculated.
0: They've they've already kind of. But They're already pouring salt into the open wound that is kids don't believe in me anymore.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Um, But yeah, so that's, uh, you know, they they swear him in as a guardian in the epilogue uh, uh, on top of a frozen pond, which is nice. This is like his area. This is his lair. It's much more down to earth, much more grounded, much more kids can still enjoy this area.
0: I think I would have really liked it if there was some... uh, some he he was still kind of pranking even when he was getting sworn in like mm. putting his fingers behind crossing his fingers behind his back or something like that uh yeah
1: we're falling into the lake
0: something where it's shown that Jack Frost is kind of on the edges of the guardianship like he's the Batman like was like I'll Green Arrow I'll help if I need to but <laughs> I play my own game yeah he, yeah, cuz he is sort of the maverick of the group right mhm so i think that would have been cute but it's fine.
1: Yeah, it it, it works. Um, yep. You know, keep believing in me, Jamie. I really appreciate it. And then the ending narration, again, not Oof. great. When the moon tells you something, believe it.
0: What does that mean? They, they <laughs> the moon said didn't anything. say a thing. He did, <laughs> he did some fucking tea leaves be- stuff at the beginning where Jack was the newest guardian over leprechauns and shit, and that's also, it.
1: Also, we just talked about how you don't need to be believed <laughs> in
0: your... <laughs> it's really something... Yeah, (laughs) there's such a good movie inside of this more unwieldy, not as good movie.
1: When the stakes are low, they can talk and, like, converse well, but when they actually have to communicate something with any depth, they just, they fall back on the laziest, like, first thought.
0: It's sort of understandable because there is kind of a... I am Disney Aladdin parable in Jack Frost's story where he's trying to find his identity and he's got some near misses and he eventually gets there, but none of, so they're using a lot of building blocks for coming of age story, which this is really not for most of the time. This is an Avengers movie most of the time. And they're trying to do their character development in their Avengers. And that it just doesn't really play that well.
1: They tried to do this with Justice League. It was the same problem. Was
0: it? I didn't I didn't take note of the Justice League. I didn't movie. see
1: it, but it like this this was the general thing wasn't that well I saw liked. uh you know people point out, which is like, you know, you have a lot of characters that kind of needed their own space to breathe and yeah. you know just weak motivations overall. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I, I maybe it overall. maybe
0: the Snyder cut of Rise of the Guardians fixed some of this stuff.
1: Oh, where it is a leprechaun who joins up?
0: Yes. Uh, was voiced
1: by uh, David Tennant.
0: Is it? <laughs> who was? What was the name of that fucking Lucky Charms mascot? Lucky? Oh, um, was it
1: just? Yeah, Lucky. Is Lucky. Lucky like a leprechaun? Yep.
0: Was it? Uh, shouldn't it have been something Irish?
1: Lucky is Irish. Is it? No, it's just like luck of the Irish. Like it's fine.
0: Uh, I guess so.
1: I, I don't understand why this is the hill you have to die on today.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I.
1: On this, the end of the movie. I, I guess so. Um, did you catch the mid credit sequence?
0: Oh, absolutely not. I did not bother to watch this for a second longer than I needed to. I was very done with um, this movie by the time so it was they done. have
1: They have all the uh, underlings bring the kids back to bed because after they're all tuckered out from the fight, you know, they go to sleep. And so we see the yetis, the elves, the fairies, and the eggs all, like, dragging the kids back into bed. <laughs>
0: this marauding uh, horde of santa's <laughs> savage savage infantry
1: <laughs> and uh um phil the yeti signs uh jamie's uh crypt- cryptozoology page where it's bigfoot <laughs> that's good yeah uh, yeah, I, I like it. I, I thought there was a lot of uh, imagination. I thought the character designs were great. Um, yeah, this animation looks was very... fluid. Some good, good chase scenes. It's a
0: fucking beautiful looking movie. I think a sound design was also pretty solid. Like, I, I mm-hmm. love the didgeridoo sound effects. The Jack Frost splintering glass kind of sound effect is, is well articulated. Uh huh. Um, nice and bombastic when it needs to be. It has uh, a nice tone shift for uh, the pitch black segments. Yeah, uh, overall, really high marks on artistry. It's just the the storytelling was pretty flat, and the the character work was trying to do something that an Avengers movie can't do.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the dialogue was weak. You don't need these big-name actors. Like, they're not providing anything. It's so weird to me. I I would not have known that that was Alec Baldwin or Isla Fisher like.
0: Well, I mean, like Isla Fisher. None of this makes, Isla Fisher makes sense because you know she's cut her teeth in the animation industry. Sure, I, sure. Alec Baldwin not not as much, right?
1: Hugh Jackman doesn't need to be here.
0: Absolutely not.
1: And every third comedian can do a passable Australian accent.
0: Yeah, and I, I as yeah, and it's I, I did like the one uh, that's not a knife joke that they put in. Did you notice that? Oh, which one? Uh, Remind me. It it was a little bit off brand, but it was like, uh, that's not a bag of teeth, and he brings brings out the <laughs> oh, you yeah, know where the they're comparing to the of size bags. of yeah,
1: stupid. So you played knifey,
0: knifey, spoony before. Yeah, they should have just gotten the guy who played that guy in the Simpsons to do it,
1: whoever mm-hmm. that was.
0: <laughs> I, honestly, I feel like this this movie could have had a bit more wonder to it if they did hire some lower tier voice actors sure like i don't think anyone did a bad job in this but no it it, it would they maybe just set their sights too high
1: Yeah, i mean clearly they needed to cut costs somewhere yeah i guess right? so
0: like I, I have to imagine ho- booking hugh jackman was one of the more expensive aspects of the of the thing i don't know if that's publicly available knowledge or anything but yeah and
1: to have him be your least important character is weird. yeah um
0: yeah Eh. Yeah,
1: but overall, I, th- I I thought it was certainly passable, yeah. fun romp.
0: This is good enough for a sequel. I don't think Kids that I'd movie. be rushing out to watch it, but it's fine. Like, sure. I enjoyed it while I was watching it, which is kind of the most you can get out of, like, a dumb holiday mashup movie. And it mm-hmm. looks like How you're, How to Train Your Dragon, and I love that movie. So, yeah, you
1: know, yeah. And, and I want to see more, like, imaginations of folklore stuff. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's you such know, a. I want to
1: see it's an uh, the a groundhog. Yeah,
0: it's an unexplored space. There's so mm-hmm. much. I room want Cupid. Show me the April Fool. Cupid is is like a PSA all on his own.
1: Right, it's, it's just Pepe like, Le Pew. They just, kill him yeah, off. Yeah, sexual in the
0: second season. harassment. You know, like yeah, that he needs to be. There, there's a big uh, there's a big um, consent issue with Cupid that I'm not too not too fond of.
1: Well, what if his what if his bow instead of making people fall in love, it was just a bow and it killed people.
0: I like that. Like he's hunting down <laughs> romantic rivals for the yeah. desperate and needy of the world. And,
1: and he's big buff. He's this big buff guy, but he's still got the proportions of a baby, Hunt, and he's wearing a diaper. Yeah, right, he's
0: this Chad hunting behemoth. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I, I like folklore well enough. Uh, I love Grimm's fairy tales. So, like, I like mm-hmm. the the splicing of modern holiday mythos with kind of this old-timey fairy tale aphorism. I think that those are are really strong together. I think that this was a good presentation for it. I'm kind of surprised that I haven't seen Jack Frost as a marketable figure. Sure. Um but other than that, yeah. Fairly solid for a commercial mm-hmm. flop.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't mind it.
0: Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, that's the end of our show. Good night.
1: That's the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, but but soon, you know, just in a couple weeks, we're going to have another episode. And Ben, what's that one going to be about? Okay, Zane. Next, <laughs> how time, we how are we filling out our uh, holiday extravaganza?
0: Next time, we're going to finish things off strong with mm-hmm. uh, the 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 primal holiday. Zane, it's I've been talking too long. Uh, we, we're going to be watching Prince of Egypt. Yes, which is about passover, kind yeah. of. Yeah,
1: kind. Of, all of these have been kind of. I, yeah, I really. It's, it's it, incredible how we've managed to miss the mark so well. I don't
0: think we have though. Like, because like aside from those like super, uh, commercial, Hallmarky feel good family movies. Mm -hmm. this is the place of cartoons that play with holidays that i think is very good or at least more interesting like this has something to say rise of the guardians is something we can talk about uh and so and and so is the prince of egypt
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah. Plus, this is the Carton cast where we're never really covering like the main thing of anything, right? We'll never, we'll never cover BoJack Horseman, but we might do Tuca and Birdie. This, this right? is,
0: I mean, arguably, The Prince of Egypt is the closest we're going to get to holiday movie, but it's not about the holiday as it exists today. It's about the origin of a holiday. So I, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I have pretty fond memories of that movie, and it's it's antiquated enough to where I I'm eager to hold up the microscope of does this hold up.
1: Yeah, it's not the kind of thing you rewatch on an annual basis.
0: It's just, it's the sort of thing that you could though.
1: Yeah, it's it's an actual good movie. Mm-hmm. So we're
0: looking forward to that and Zane. What is happening afterwards?
1: Well, Ben, it, it it's finally over. The holiday season uh, ends in April ish. Yeah, um, the April Fool. And so I thought it might be nice uh, rather than doing these things which you know take a bit of extra effort on the production side with like musical editing and all that stuff um i thought and but don't take a lot of time to watch i thought we would flip it watch something that i know we're going to want to watch a good amount of have plenty to talk about but doesn't require a lot of editing um and something that we can all look forward to the powerpuff girls
0: powerpuff boop 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 boop, boop, boop. are we are we also going to uh to look at the reboot how about no okay Cool. <laughs> not you can not, watch an not episode. In, not, I'm not going to n- stop into, you. Not into watching Blossom get anorexia or whatever the fuck they were trying nah, to do. I'm fine. Okay. Cool. Uh,
1: no, I'm going to. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I miss doing just the basic cartoons. This is a classic from it an is. era that we've mostly mined out. Craig McCracken, um, that right? That was put out for, for long for too long. Yeah. Uh, that has good vocal performances, good jokes, if I recall. Was um, it Jeff Bennett I, as
0: the as the narrator?
1: I think it might have been. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I'm also just now getting a flashback to my, like, t- 14-year-old self where there was a comic, an online, like, webcomic about the Powerpuff Girls that I guess I now have to go back what? and check out. Yeah. It was, like, a cross-cartoon, uh, sh- like, hardcore, edgy, like, teen webcomic series. That's awesome. Of, like, Powerpuff Girls Dojinshi or something. That they're built for a
0: Dojinshi. I I am really looking forward to looking at the character models for Powerpuff Girls, because at the time I was so used to something that wasn't so sleek that I think I missed how stylish some of those character designs are. Uh, I have a lot it's, to it's, say about him.
1: Uh, Ooh, there's a lot to say there's, there's a, a lot to say about Mojo Jojo Like the oh my god the rogues gallery, the rogues gallery not since is Batman is we seen such a rogues gallery and the
0: voices are great so yeah looking forward to that that's going to be a home run first the prince of Egypt everyone thank you for listening if you want to support us uh, please go to our Facebook page or our website at cartoncast.com nope fancybat.com slash cartoncast where you can go to our contact page and leave uh, a comment for a us a tooth uh, leave a tooth, leave and we'll give you a Christmas tree, uh, or a gigantic egg golem. Do you think? <laughs> why didn't we see Doctor Robotnik on that egg in that in that in that burrow?
1: Oh, because it's not a Sonic movie. Isn't it I don't know though? how many times I got to tell you. Have you seen the trailers for the Sonic sequel? I am so looking forward to Idris Elba as Knuckles. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs>
0: it's fine.
1: Talk, talk about
0: high-end you fine, know, uh,
1: actors in our stupid movies.
0: It's fine. Benny Schwartz can mm-hmm. carry it. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you can leave a comment about either of those things. You can... Leave a suggestion for shows we should watch. If you would like, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating or review. It uh, really helps us out and validates our existence. And more than anything else, tell your friends about the show. Mm hmm. And Zane, uh, what, 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 what holidays are we looking forward to next?
1: Labor Day.
0: Larber Day.
1: It, you know, if we're talking about the proletariat, you know, <laughs> May Day and Labor Day, those are those are your primary ones.
0: And the uh, payday lenders are what? The commercialization of Christmas?
1: They're the villains of the sequel. The villains of the piece. uh You know, because they're monetizing and also, you know, they're just bastards.
0: I, I, I don't feel good about this outro. You come up with a better one. <laughs>
1: Uh if if you have hope and wonder and whimsy in your heart you too can be chosen by the moon to be a magical warrior. <laughs>